Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And let me tell you something. I, I feel like that scene, remember the beginning of Carlito's Way? That scene where Carlito Brigante is like, I feel liberated. I feel rehabilitated. You know, like he's standing up in court and he's making this big declaration that he has changed his life. He's feeling fine. And, you know, he's just going to live the straight and narrow. Everything is, is great in the world. I feel that way today, folks. I feel like everything is fine. I, you know, the, 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 the birds are chirping out there. And there are a lot of reasons why. But I'm going to tell you right now, the number one reason is because our guest this week is somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for. This is somebody who, you know, goes out of his way to help others, which, you know, that's that's my thing. I, I always feel like we're here to help others. So when I see other people doing that, I really I got a soft spot for that. But this is a guy who at the same time, he commands respect and he commands respect by giving respect. So it's a two-way street now. You can't play with him, right? So I love it. I respect it. This dude is solid 100%, and he has a fantastic brand as well. So without further ado, from We Love Wrestling, okay, I'm talking about my man, Mr. Trey D. What's up, brother? What's up, Duke, man? Thanks for inviting me on, man. Glad to be here. Well, well, you know, you did me a solid when you, when you had me on your your fantastic platform, brother. So, you know, I had to bring you on mine as well because you're a solid dude, man, and there aren't too many of us around these days. So, I appreciate you. Oh, man, it's it's, it's definitely not too many of us around. It's a lot that act like that, but uh, definitely not too many. <laughs> and and that's a that's a unfortunate thing because you're a guy in wrestling media just like I am. You know, we do podcasting, but we're fans forced and first and foremost and one of the things that i really appreciate about you is that the wrestlers themselves man they speak so highly of you they appreciate and respect you because you appreciate and respect them and you treat them right um and that trickles down man but that's because you're a good person you know what i mean and i think there's a lot of folk out there who unfortunately they got things going on with them or maybe they're not that solid so as a result they just don't get that kind of respect and that kind of um, admiration from others where does that come from with you trey d how is it that you're so it's so easy for you it's like second nature for you to be able to gain trust gain respect and just vibe like that well i got a long history just watching wrestling and one of my big things is we love wrestling. So it's overall about the wrestling and everything that's going on. So in a sense, everything that I do, I try to keep it kayfabe. So when I meet people out here, 
Yeah, we talk on a personal level, but if I ever put anything out on you, it's in a kayfabe sense. You know, we may talk a little about your personal, but we want to keep it on the wrestling. I feel like everybody should be watching these people wrestling. You know, like I go record things and just put it up. And I don't ask anybody for anything. If I go watch a show and see wrestlers that I like, hey, let me go ahead and put a clip together, put it up, get some people on your name and everything. I may later want to uh, talk to you just to get your name out some more but it's a lot of podcast media out here who's out here and you can tell their sole purpose is to make themselves look good my number one thing is because i never really wanted to do a podcast i always tell people we do spotlights because we spotlight the wrestlers and get the wrestlers out there so when the wrestlers see that they're just like hey okay he good and over time, you know, they've told me things and they know me from being there before we did this whole podcast thing that I say now. And, you know, I just don't put that information out to people. So, you know, be trustworthy. Just like you said, be a good person. They'll come back. Well, there's no two ways about it, man. It, it'll come back and, and it may not always come back directly to you, but it'll be around you. You know what I mean? And, and I think that, again, Especially when it comes to wrestling media, we, there's a lot of negativity. People who go out of their way to especially get personal, you know, say nasty things about others and, and carry on in such a manner. There's a difference between criticizing the product, criticizing the way that it's being re, uh, presented, criticizing the business practices. It's another thing to call somebody out their name. I noticed that you are very careful with any criticisms that you put out there in the sense that you always make it about the business and you don't make it about people personally. Why is that? Be, you know, a personal attack at a wrestler, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I can throw several personal attacks at people. <laughs> um well, it's about changing the actual business that it's in because, you know, when you think about it and we all are grown, we all got jobs. We understand, you know, some of your jobs that you have is things that you want to do, but, you know, you can and you like, well, I'm getting this check and let me keep going like this. So always tell people be about the wrestlers and not about the company. So, yes, yeah, a lot of wrestling companies out here, but on independent scenes that we mostly look at. A lot of these wrestlers go to these same places. So I got to be about the wrestlers because we know what the wrestlers trying to do. But if we see some in the companies that's not going good, I'm coming directly to you because when those wrestlers get to that company, are they going to have to deal with the same thing? So why would I want them to come there if the problem's there in the company and they still going? Even if it starts on the smalls, the things that have been on the indie scenes, are things that are also happening in the big company. So if you want to change, you got to start at the bottom and keep working up. So going at the wrestlers, the wrestlers know who they are. They got issues. We talk face to face. I don't need to air that out. You know what I'm saying? And we not looking to clout chase, as I tell people. Like we on our platform, we do have an episode where we just went in on everybody. But after listening to it, we was like, yo. Let's not start nothing with these wrestlers. But we ain't going to back down for no wrestlers if we get called out publicly. 
because we won't call you out publicly. We can talk face to face. We grow and we see each other. But if you bring it first, we'll end it. But yeah, it's all about getting the companies in order because the companies are the people that needs to make the change for the people coming up. You know about that, dude. <laughs> know about that all too well, brother. And, and, and that's what I think that's a, a major reason why you and I connect so easily is because we have a, a, a similar take on things that these companies really need to do as it relates to treating the wrestlers properly. And when you treat the wrestlers properly, then automatically the, the fans are going to be treated properly because the product is going to be the best that it can be. Right. It's a whole right. domino effect. Um, talk to me about about uh, black wrestling Twitter. OK, because people know about black Twitter. But I don't know if too many people out there who are on the outside know that there's a black wrestling Twitter. Talk to me about that a little bit. They better know about black wrestling Twitter after last night on July 21st, 2021, starting about 11 a.m. until about 1 a.m. Black wrestling Twitter, Faye Tribe, was the number one trending thing on Twitter last night. You, This is where you see the black wrestlers in the different companies. They actually interact on Twitter with you. They talk to you. The people that we watch and you say they talk highly about We Love Wrestling and also talk highly about you and your brand. You can actually interact and talk to them on there. Like yesterday, random, randomest thing. I put up a Mission Pro poster. Shout out to Mission Pro. And I was like, who on this show would you want to talk to? Holly did came and said, I would like to know why Maddie Rinkowski is ducking me out of nowhere. Shane Taylor, Ring of Honor, one part of the six-man tag champions. He just comes in and do a face. They start going back and forth. I go at him and say, hey, battle with Cleveland. No, Holly Dead versus Shane Taylor. They don't want this smoke. It continues their thing. Like, black, black Twitter is cool, but black wrestling Twitter, that's where that whole community that a lot of people don't want to talk about or don't want to put no spotlight on. It's the most lit thing to do with wrestling Twitter. Like black Twitter and then black wrestling Twitter. Then you got what they call NBA Twitter and all that. Hey, black wrestling Twitter is so lit. But July 21st, let me tell y'all this again. At 11 p.m., the trial of Faye Jackson had Suge Dunkerton, had Tasha Steeles, had Big Swole, Maxine Swole. Hey, Shout out Big Swole. She won. Uh, man, number one trending topic in the USA, uh, AEW. It was a windy Wednesday night. But number one trending topic wrestling in the USA. Don't sleep on black Twitter. Do not sleep on black. Get into it. I mean, you'll see when you see. But man, if you're not black, you didn't understand what was going on last night, really. You know, you, you said something there that, that really, it made me chuckle because it's so true. A lot of folk want to act like we don't exist, right? What is that all about? I mean, what, what's your take on that? The whole concept of here you are again, you are a black wrestling podcaster. 
And we know that the wrestling industry as a whole is predominantly white male. It's dominated by these folks. They're the decision makers. That unfortunately has trickled down into the media aspect of it as well. What's your take on the whole concept of our voices not being reached out to as, as much and, and not being elevated as much by our uh, counterparts over there? Oh, uh, man, you know. Well, let's go there. Um, they scared. I mean, I've basically been told, like, yo, I can come on your platform, but I wouldn't bring you on my platform because, you know, you do a little too much and it's you by yourself. Like, I'm not up there where I got websites that look good and I can hire 15 to 20 people that want to write and everything. But if people wanted to come and start something, you know what I'm saying? The legwork that I do now, I won't lie to you. It's a lot of white wrestling fans out here that do does stuff, but I like to go and touch the people. You know what I'm saying? I could probably be an asset to any of them out there. But if you don't go by what we say and how we want to do it, we're not going to work with you. Period. Point. Point. And it's it's a change coming. You can feel it. It's a change coming. All the black wrestling podcasts are linking up and making a change. But yeah, if they put us on their network and the people get this seasoning that we do, the way we we mix it up, they know they're going to be out of business. So you got to conform to what they want you to do. And I'm not with it. So uh, they can reach out, but let let us do how we do it if you want us on your platform. And don't steal from us. Because, I mean, it's easier to steal than to give credit. And they like to do that. So that's why they're not reaching out to put you on there. Because they can just steal what you did. It's not seasoned and put it out the way they want to. Why pay you when I can pay myself to do something? It's a trip. It's a trip. And, and listen, you know, those of you out there who have been allies and advocates, we're not talking about you. Okay? So I want to make that clear. Because I know somebody, well, wait a second. Hey, hey, take it easy. It's not about you. If the shoe don't fit, don't try to put it on and walk around in it. It's not about you. We're talking specifically about those who are more than willing to take from us, but they don't want to share. You know, and and, and like you said, they, they'll come on our platform and talk to our fan base and what have you, but we damn sure can't come on theirs. Nah. You know? There ain't going to be no features like that, which is unfortunate. And it's, it's, it's really something that it's going to it's going to have to change because we're getting to a point now. And we saw it with TikTok, right? TikTok, the, the, the top creators of all the dances and the things that actually make TikTok what it is today. These are black folk, right? These are these right. black kids who are doing those dances and coming up with these things. But it's the young white kids who are benefiting from it and making all the money off of it. Well, you saw with the with the, this past month here where the black kids went on strike and TikTok has been dry as hell. Right. right? Yep. And you see it in the music industry. Songs that because they they viral dances were made because of the songs, the songs end up selling more records. Right. Well, we're in a situation now where that's not happening. Songs are getting hurt because the kids on TikTok 
the black kids, they said, hey, man, we're going on strike. We're not going to be putting out content for other people to steal from us. We want to show you just to, uh, how important we are to this this medium here. You know, it's the same thing when, when it comes to, to podcasting, especially in wrestling podcasting. There are a lot of things going on and you just brought it up even on, on social media, with black wrestling Twitter. There's a vibe going on. And you're talking about some of the most talented wrestlers out there. And then those of us who are doing our part to help shine a bright spotlight on all of them and say, hey, they can't be denied. If you want our money wrestling company, you need to bring so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so in because that's what's hot right now. That's what we're supporting right now. Right. So yeah. these other folks, you're going to have to get on, get on the bus, man. You're going to have to get on the bus, you know. So, so T, tell me a little bit about We Love Wrestling, because I, I think that there may be somebody listening right now who's hearing this conversation that we're having. And now they're, they're a little curious here if they haven't heard before. Give me a little background on We Love Wrestling. We Love Wrestling um, strictly was a Facebook group started in April, April 1st, 2012 by one of my buddies put me into it. And, you know, um, you know how Facebook, Facebook groups, a lot of people in there, but about 2014, 15, it was nothing. You know, I felt like I was posting too much, started the Instagram. So I'm one of those they call fans that go to the show. I'm, I'm not front row, but I'm, I'm in the take a chair home section. You know what I'm saying? I got all the chairs. So people knew me. Um, and then the pandemic happened. So that took away me being able to go to pay-per-views when they was in the Midwest. We used to get like three or four. So I always did indie shows. And someone came and they was like, hey, we should start a, we should start a website and, you know, interview some wrestlers. Um, from there, because that started last June, it just took off because it's like, okay, we interview on wrestlers, but these wrestlers have already seen us. They know, they know us. They've been touching us for like three, four years already. So they know that we are like real deal fans. But now we're going to talk to them about wrestling and put them on the platform. So we do the spotlights of the different wrestlers. Here's the kicker. Since I go to so many shows, I put up clips of the matches also on there, like views, because a lot of these independent shows and those slight to independent, just how it goes. They have some stellar matches that go on. But people never see these matches. So it's like, man, Red Velvet, La Rosa Negra, just throw two names out there. They had a stellar match, but nobody's seen this match. You know, this is uh, something that I was there at. We sponsor shows. Shout out to Mission Pro. Shout out to gcw uh generation championship wrestling um shout out to battle club pro um it's a few more but those haven't been acknowledged yet uh, or came out oh and black wrestlers matters so you know just putting clips out there again of the wrestlers at the shows wrestlers that we spotlighted because my issue is i can interview a wrestler that's trying to make a come up but what does me interviewing a wrestler trying to make a come up and not giving people anything to see of their wrestling? So what sense does that make? Hey, you need to go see this person right here. They're a good wrestler. We talk to them. Oh, man, where can I see some of their matches? Well, you can go here and there. But 
I've seen them live a few times. So here go a list of some of the matches that I've seen live that I think are good. You know, I'm going to take out the, the bad parts. You know, everybody has botches. A lot of people be like, oh, caught this botch on camera. Nah, let me put out the best so you can see them. That way, if you're saying someone's not TV ready, <clears throat> well, here go three or four matches after we did the interview with them. So let's see if they TV ready or not from what you see, if they get a little bit of time to show what they do. So again, We Love Wrestling is a platform that loves wrestling, L-U-V, non-standard form of the word love, because, you know, sometimes you love wrestling, sometimes you hate wrestling. I say L-U-V because no matter what, it's still some type of love, even if you hate them. Um, And we just put out match clips and wrestler spotlights, and that's it. Since I'm going back to pay-per-views, I put up some clips of that. You know, people will click on it real quick, but at the end of it, it's going to take you to one of the spotlights of somebody new. And then from that spotlight, it'll take you to their video clip. So we love wrestling. The platform is a sole space that wrestlers can come, get their story out, get themselves over. And we just going to put it out. And we ain't asking the wrestlers for nothing. Just keep going out there, doing what you do, and putting on stellar matches. And we got you because we love it, you know? I can tell you right now, man, you have um, you saved me a lot. And I, I, I said this to you offline before, too. In my private wrestling group, uh, Duke's Wrestling Crew, there are days of the week and there are, there are times where you, you've put out all the wrestling news and you've put out all the memes and all that good stuff there. People want to watch matches and they want to see something that maybe they've never seen before mixed in with some of the classic stuff. And, you know, there's just something about We Love Wrestling, especially that YouTube page. You just have it figured out. I mean, legitimately, some of the top stars of today, especially the women. Oh, my goodness. So much great current women's wrestling product on that YouTube page. And, you know, people in my group, man, they eat it up. Wrestlers, fans, promoters. I know some people have gotten additional bookings because of some of the matches that you put on we love wrestling so i I salute you man it's it's really something special to see that because a a lot of folks don't realize that especially an active wrestler they don't always get to see their matches let me say that again they don't always get to see their matches right that's so wow right right come on man like we offline we talk wrestlers be on shows and you know talk to them after she's like how you think the match went so you know you give them the feedback and then you talk to them a while later They're like hey um never i've never seen the match you like you never seen the match you know i got the clip of it um they're like what well let me go watch this and see because i don't know what i did why are you companies not giving performers their their videos why 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 do you have them come put their bodies on the line, do everything for you, but then you can't even give them the common courtesy to give them the video of the match that they did. We ain't asking for the whole show. Just at least give them the match. It's Jeez. it's such an unfortunate practice, and it really makes me scratch my head because don't you want those wrestlers to get better so they can continue to make you money? Like, Man. promoters, hello? <laughs> Man. 
And then y'all wonder why some people not around with your championship belt or anything like that. Like, don't have an event. Hype up and promote the event. And then when the event happens, you're not giving out no clips or you don't have somebody there recording. Like, I know a lot of wrestlers have their friends record and they have it that way. Or sometimes they've asked me to record the match and then give it to them that way. But promoters, owners, please have these matches for these people because if I'm doing anything and I have somebody, if I'm a promoter, I put somebody on my show. Okay, the next time you come to my show, I want you to watch to see what worked with the crowd, what didn't work, because we probably don't, y'all, go at the same place over and over again. See what they did in that match. Maybe do a callback in the next match with the next person they did something with. This can help the wrestlers and help your company, but y'all just trying to get that one-off money shot, how many tickets y'all can sell. And not all promoters do that. We, We know who you are. That's right. Not all promoters do that, but but for the guilty parties, you know who you are, and, and come on, stop that. Stop that, please. You know, I, I just got some uh, breaking news here. Mm-mm. It's official. It's official. Thunder Rosa is officially under contract with All Elite Wrestling. And how fitting, right? How fitting is this? Because today is Thunder Rosa's birthday. Hey, so, happy birthday, Thunder Rosa. Love it. Love it. That is crazy. You know, Thunder Rosa is somebody who we both uh, have a special uh, bond with. You know, she's my sister. She's your sister. Talk to me about that, man. What, what are your general thoughts on Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa overall is a great person. Being a sponsor on Mission Pro, you know, I met her. Um, but I met her before that at an NWA taping after the show. Um we was in a Facebook group, so just her her drive, her overall mentality, the way she goes out there, and if she says she wants to do something, she's gonna get it. She's gonna get it done. Um, I, I'm just so happy that she finally has a contract, you know. Um, but Thunder Rosa, I don't I don't want to talk too much about her getting the contract because then it'll make me ask like, so what's the next step? But besides that, Thunder Rosa, you know, if anybody deserved a contract that's been working with AEW, anybody, Thunder Rosa was that person. So, Thunder Rosa, if you hear this, congratulations on your contract. Happy birthday to you. And, you know, every time I come to Mission Pro, how y'all do me, you know I love wrestling and you love wrestling. So, we love wrestling. Shout out to you getting that money. Let's go. Let's go for sure. Damn right. Damn right. And, you know, it, it, you're absolutely right about that, too, uh, Trey D. It's, it's, it's Thunder Rosa has been one of the major bright spots for AEW. She consistently generates a tremendous amount of buzz in all of her matches. You can see it online. She, she trends. You can see it in the Google search results. People are looking her up. They want to know more about who this woman is. So this is a, a special talent. You know what I mean? This is a once-in-a-generation talent. You got to make sure you put that person on television and you you just get out of her way and let her go, man. She is going to bring so much to the table, especially in terms of these young kids, these older wrestling fans who may have turned away from wrestling, the rest of us in between. She's somebody, she's a magnet. Because she's a genuine person and she means it. 
and she's a good person. You see that they just put her as part of their community relations team. What do you think about that, Trey D? When I saw that yesterday, because um, they announced that yesterday and announced she was signed today. So with all the work that she does, you know, um, really, my first thought was last week when they announced the AEW show, Dynamite, and me and Cody was like, they're going to be outside at, with the Salvation Army things. And whenever we do a Mission Pro, I always hear Thunder Rosa talking about the Salvation Army and they outside doing collecting. So them making her a part of that team, just having her on there, her ideas and what she's already been doing, because she already does a lot. That should help AEW with just the relations that they can build right there. So this right here could be a game changer that AEW so dearly needs for their public relations side. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Listen, Trey D, why don't you let folks know what's the easiest way they can keep up with We Love Wrestling just to see. We've talked about all the great stuff that you folks do over there. How how can they reach you? Um, You can get at we. Well, I won't say me because it's more than one person behind the Twitter account. So you can get at We Love Wrestling on Twitter at We L-U-V Wrestling, the number one. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, we LUV wrestling, um, all podcast platforms. Um, if you're on Instagram, you likely talking to me. If you go on to YouTube, you can check all our spotlights. Go into We Love Wrestling Views. That's all the matches. Over a hundred and seventy different matches from the independent scene that we have put up of people performing. Um, and drop a like, drop a comment, drop a subscribe, say what's up to us on Twitter. We talk back. I won't, I can't tell you who you've been talking to, but hey, just do whatever you got to do. Get it. We love wrestling. That's right. Listen, my man, Trey D, we love wrestling. Before I let you go, I got I to gotta ask you. I'm not going to let you get away that easy now. Oh, this, this talk of, of Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk potentially joining AEW. I'm not going to ask you about those, but I want to ask you from a general sense. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to see major name stars like that joining a company like AEW? Well, Duke, we about to get 10 more minutes, you know, um, and I'm going to open it up for 10 more minutes because Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, major stars, go to AEW. Does it look good on the outside? Yes. But AEW, I watched the show last night. I didn't see not one black male um, superstar performer on your show at all. So you put them on. Who else are you driving back down to your YouTube? I mean, the promises you made from day one. I know you want the big stars and the big names, but can we get one of those promises through? AW uh, Dark last week won no black male on it. AW Dark Elevation the week before. Wasn't no blackmail on it. I'm just asking. This is this is major. This is major. This is I'm just major. That right? Three weeks in a row because everybody, everybody talk about you know, oh man, is is good and everything. Like, all right, cool. You keep adding these stars. Like, 
let's get a major black star there. But who's the major black star that y'all can get that wants to go there because of how y'all been treating all the other black stars? Scorpio Sky, but I don't know what he's doing. He's propping up other people. So I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, it will it be? Yeah, it'd be good for them. But where my mindset is with wrestling, it's going to take them more further away from what they've already been promising that they haven't been delivering. Now, Trady, don't you know that you can't say that because, you know, you're going to you're going to get folk, including including folk who who look like us. are going to say, well, give them time, man. You know, don't you know they need time to feature black people? Don't you know? What about the WWE? All these these weird excuses. Hey, if they give that excuse and see, I told I told Duke I had a hard cutoff, but I just opened it back up. So let, let's give excuses. Okay. Um, give it time. We give it time. We get wrestlers going 0 and 36. We get wrestlers going 0 and 20. And, and they say it's for their character development. Okay. We give it time. We, we let it go. Man, there was a young rookie, a young, a young lion that came from New Japan on AEW Dark. Got his win in his first match. We haven't seen him before. But we got to give our black wrestlers time. Man, we going to give them time. There is a guy named Willer Yuta. Yo, shout out to Willer Yuta, you know, the IWTV champion. Got on dark for his second match and got a pinfall. After that, even though he did not win, two consecutive weeks, he got on dynamite. Mm, yeah, some of his people in the company train him, but give it time. He didn't need time. He was ready to go off the bat. But when it comes to the black wrestlers and you bring that up, everybody tells you to give it time. Let it play out. Let it, let's let see. They're, they're building a story behind them. Okay. We gave it time. What story are they building behind these people? It seems like the story they're building is that we're just the only thing that, especially black male singles wrestlers, the only thing we're good for is losing. That's it. Right? We're certainly not good enough to promote as the top stars in the company. We're just we're just here to lose. Right? You can get that uh that that Matt Hardy push, that rub, and then get two other tag teams added to you when you're already a tag team. Oh my bad. You see how well that's going. My fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) What oh I'm sorry. I am going at AEW, but I lied. Y'all did have Ricky Stark on there. Y'all did have uh, Will Hobbs on there. So it was two weeks that y'all didn't have a black male representative. But my apologies to Ricky Starks. My apologies to Will Hobbs. Ricky Starks' new FTW championship. I won't lie to you. No one cared about the FTW championship. Rob Brian K. chatted. If Ricky Starks makes us care about that FTW championship while he has it, he might be considered one of the MVPs of the year. Well, here's here's my issue with that, though. It's not a real championship, meaning it's not AEW doesn't own that championship. It's not in, in, in a, a sanctioned AEW championship. So so 
it's like, all right, you're black, so you're going, you can have that one over there. You, you ain't going to get the TV title. You sure as hell ain't going to get the AEW world title. We'll give you the FTW, whatever that is. You, you can have that old ECW relic. There you go. I don't right? think I know. I know I, 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 that was my thing, too. That's why I said he's going to make us care about it, even though AEW doesn't represent it. But, yeah, that, yeah. I, oh, man. Yeah. I had those same thoughts. You know, the FTW title does not mean anything. Um, you got him over here with it. He had a whole feud with Darby, and everybody was like, give that man a TV title for that mic work he's doing and what he's doing out there. Uh, we'll give you this FTW title. Um, but, man, yeah. I'm AEW, come on, give us one person. Ricky Starks is there. He's, he's your guy. And he was there, and you had the opportunity. But Miro came in and shout out to what he's doing now. But when he came in, he didn't deserve it. But he got that belt now. That sounds like uh, history repeating itself. You saw what happened in WWE when Rusev first started. It, listen, if, the, if you were a black wrestler, your ass was getting kicked. The only good thing about it is we got New Day out of that. They were oh. getting beat by, by Rusev every week so often that the guys said, we might as well just get together. So, <laughs> Man. Hey, if, hey if we, no, no. Rusev wasn't over in WWE. They wasted him. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. Sure. <laughs> Listen, Trey D, I didn't mean to keep you so long, man. I had to bring it up. I, I saved it to the end. I, th- I thought I was going to slide in and slide out, but, you know, it's too serious. It's too serious of a topic. And AEW, we're not giving up on you. You're going to do the right thing. And you're going to do the right thing because we're going to keep the pressure on just like we did to the WWE. The WWE didn't wake up one day and decide that they were going to start promoting diversity and inclusion in earnest. And like really do it and have real black champions and have more women's matches. That didn't happen by itself. That was the pressure from folk like Trey D, myself, our whole community, every single day talking about it, putting the pressure on, saying this is what we want, this is what we need, what are you going to do about it? So AEW, it's your turn, right? WWE, we still on y'all here. You ain't been let up on AEW. You made a promise from day one. Start delivering. That's it. That's it. Trey D, we love wrestling. You say it, man. Take us out. Take us out with that tagline. Uh, hey, well, this is Trey D. And you know, like I always say, if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling. It's too sweet Woo, for the coach. I'm Harry Burkett, senior writer with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I'm Kevin McElvaney, editor in chief of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Duke, Duke Loves, Loves Wrestling. wrestling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is your boy, Jay Bougie. Finally getting in tune. Here to talk that talk, as I always do. I want to thank my guy, Duke, for having me on here, man. Uh, let's get into it, baby. Let's, let's get into it. Let's... Well, Jay Bougie, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I'm, I'm very uh, apprehensive about this conversation. I saw some things last week online. You actually went viral where you were smacking some dude up. And I'm like, damn, I don't I don't know. Um, so. I'm taking a chance here. Are you all right? Because you know that that wasn't even a wrestling ring. You just you just going around smacking people outside. Yeah, man. You know you you know. Listen, man. Um, I'm tired of people ducking me and running and running from me and everything. You know. You know. 
I, let, let, let me do this right. I'm gonna give you a quick backstory, a quick backstory on on why I ran down on light skin bull like that. So it was back in April. Uh, he and myself and two other competitors, we got a phone call from um, Funhouse Wrestling along with Titan Championship Wrestling. Like, hey, uh, you know, we want to introduce a brand new championship. We want to see what we could do here. You know, we would like for you guys to be in the match. You know, of course, it's cool. But we go even further back to that because we was at a Titan uh, seminar. We was looking for brand new talent. And I found it really, really, like, interesting how everybody there had just one match, right? One match to prove themselves to determine if they deserve to be on the roster. And Marvelous had two. And... That just rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I, I, I took no of it, but I ain't paying no mind to it. And then we fast forward to April. We get the phone call, and then the flyer finally comes out. It was myself, Marvelous, uh, uh, two brothers, two other brothers named uh, Hyena Hex and James Gray. And I look at the flyer, and if you look at it, I'll, I'll even send it to you after this. Marvelous is taking my whole flow, my whole swag, my whole style. Wearing a chain in his photo. He won't be smiling and laughing. And it's like, yo, you you, you, you just jock my whole style, brother. So, you know, I, I, I let it be. I let it be, you feel me? So that's already two strikes. And then the third strike happened on April 17th where Marvelous, right? He didn't pin me. He pinned another brother who hasn't been around since that loss. And the big thing about this show and what was going on there was we was crowned the first ever. Now, I'm pretty sure you did your research, Duke. I'm pretty sure you know who I am. I'm pretty sure you know what I do. I come from Hall of Hall of Fame lineage. I come from Johnny Rods. I was Johnny Rods' longest reigning light heavyweight champion. Light heavyweight champion, one reign. Not two, not three, but it was and new and and still for three plus years and still even would have went even further had it not been for Corona. And then along with that, I'm pretty sure you know Duke that I was the very first dual champion in the company's history. So not only was I continuing my reign as the longest light heavyweight champion, but I also was the first dual champion. I carried both belts for eight months. Now, if you want to cement yourself in history, if you want to go down to the books and you do a first ever, you got to beat the first ever. You feel what I'm saying here? So Marvelous took the easy way out and pinned another man. Another man that that was not ah that was not Jay Bougie that was not one of the first ever's, and then he gonna walk around you know like oh he's champion he's this he's that so immediately the very next day I called him out, I told him like yo listen brother I am going to be and new. I will challenge you and I need my one on but Magic Stacy you know the the, the Funhouse management they want to play these games right and right before we started talking, you even said it where it was like, you know I'm tired of the BS. You know, I'm tired of taking a back seat. I'm tired of people getting over on me. So they tried to play a game where it's like, oh, you have to win a number one contenders match. So I go on, I tell them, listen, I'll play this little game for you, right? I'll play this little game. But after I beat this young man named Daniel, and now mind you, Daniel is one of Marvelous Boys, which I think the fix is in, by the way. Let me just put that out there. I beat him. I use them as a stepping stone to get to the American Luchador Championship. And later on that night, somehow, someway, again, Marvelous is in a match defending his title against another one of his boys. Now, I ain't going to say it's some Kevin Nash shenanigans in W.O. work, but I just think it's funny how I had to go through his boy, and then he's fighting one of his own boys. You feel what I'm saying here? So after he won, because yet again, I'm tired of the BS, his music ain't hit, I bought his championship out to him. I laid it on the ground. I laid there. I drew the line in the sand. 
Why? Because I am the real champion. I'm the one that Funhouse is built around. I am the face of this company. It is me. No matter how many times you want me the bad guy, no matter how many times you want to try and deny me, you can't. Because being a champion is in my blood. I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. You feel me? I'm gritty. We getting to it. We're going after whatever belongs to us. And so I was blessed to turn 24 last month, June 19th, right? It was a perfect scenario. I had my title match coming up. And somehow, someway, the show gets canceled because of rain and it didn't even rain. You understand what I'm saying here? So you hearing all the shenanigans and BS that I got to go through. So I couldn't see him. And then last week, I ran down on him. I seen him. I seen him lacking because he thought it was cool. He thought he could just walk around here, pop up at shows wherever you want to go to without checking in. You need to check in when you come certain places. So I seen him. I let him know, yo, you've been ducking me. What you doing over here? You ain't get a pass. You ain't get no pass. So I got up in his face. And guess what? I had my Crocs on. On cruise control, might I add. Cruise control. Not sports mode. Not ready to go. But I'm cruising. I'm chilling because he ain't no threat. I'm in his head. I'm living rent-free. You seen his reaction. Once I finally stepped there to him, he ain't know what to do. Not, he ain't know, not a damn thing to do. So, yes, I am running up on people, and I'm slapping them in their face. I am running up on people, and I'm punching them in their face. I am running up people, and I let them know what it is. Because if you look at the comments, right? Look at the comments, Duke. Look at what people saying. They saying, beat his ass, punch him in the face, slap him, take his belt. That's my community. That's my hood. Those are my people. My people telling me what I got to do. And so now they're watching. Everyone's watching. And you think I'm a fail? When I got all these people on my back right now, I got the hood on my back, I got the community on my back, I got the people on my back, and they see what's going on? You want to say what I'm saying here, Duke? So, yes, I'm running up on people. I'm going to keep running up on people until I get what I deserve, until people respect me. And... Let me take that back. People respect me, but they want to act like they don't respect me. They want to act like I'm not out here doing what I do. Only been on the indies for six months. Six months. Shaking the room. You feel what I'm saying, bro? You feel me? So I get it. I'm living rent-free in people's heads. I get it. I get it all. But don't duck me. Don't run for me. Don't hide from me. I'm inevitable. So the show is on August 14th where I will get my one-on-one championship match. And every time I see Marvelous between now and now, I will continue to run down on him. I'll continue to slap him up in the face. I'll continue to punch him in his face. And I'll continue to expose him virally all over the internet. And that, that is a quick little backstory of what's going on. Well, listen, Jay Booja, I, I got to tell you, man, you, you're talking about uh, shaking the room. You're talking about making it rain on folks. A, a thunderstorm just happened right outside my door once you said that there. I, it's like it's like pop smoke is in the house or something like that, man. I don't understand. Listen, man, listen. I and 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 to to give you more of like who Bougie is, right? So I do music. You feel me? When when I'm not in the ring, I do music, and and this all came from during the pandemic. In the pandemic, you know, my career was just starting to get hot. You know, I'm starting to take off, finally starting to get out there. Cause, you know, I train with Johnny Rods. When you with Johnny Rods, you can't do indies, right? So we was doing our own little weekly show on YouTube. A lot of things was flowing. We was really getting to it, and then the pandemic happens, and I'm sitting down, I'm looking at other people, and don't get me wrong, hats off to everybody who steps in the ring and do what they do. You feel me? Like, hats off to you. I don't knock nobody's hustle, I don't knock nobody's achievements, but I ha- I carry a chip on my shoulder, and I'm unapologetic with it, absolutely unapologetic, and I feel like there was people 
who were, you know, as qualified, so to say, or I'm not going to say undeserving, but, you know, they happen to get into positions where it's like, hmm, how you get there, you know? And it's like, if you did, then I know I damn sure should be there. Because to keep it a hundred, a lot of people only out here getting what they get because I wasn't here. And now I'm here. And so, like you say, shaking the room is a thunderstorm out here. You, you're going to feel my energy every time I step in the room. And energy comes from, like you said, where it's like, like Pop Smoke in here. Pop Smoke had a ridiculous energy. You watch anything that he does, he's an influence on who Bougie is because he knew he was great. He was manifesting greatness. He was out here doing what he do at the age of 20 in just eight months. And nobody could stop him. Unfortunately, he got taken away from us too soon. But, you know, I look at that and I study that. And I look at how he how he impacted people's lives. And like I said, you know, I got the hood watching. I got my community watching. I got everybody watching. I'm the oldest of four. I got little brothers that's watching. I got little cousins that's watching, nieces, nephews, everybody. So I'm going to be the one that shakes the room. I'm going to be the one that sets the tone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one that, that brings the life, that brings the party, that does everything. And I took all that from him. And, and of course, you know, like other, other people too, like my lady, she tells me, she, she told me during pandemic, like, like, yo, you too nice. You feel me? You, you just let people kind of get over on you. And it's like, you know, you're right. You feel me? Like I was always a quiet, humble, respectful dude, you know, asking for, for advice, all that type of stuff. Then it's like, that's when I realized I'm one of one. I'm an original. You feel me? You, you can't give an original advice. You can't give an original some type of, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm I'm going to follow my bliss. I'm, I'm going to follow who I'm meant to be. Because like I said, I've only been out here for six months. I see people stealing my flow, stealing my style. I see it all going on out here. But it's cool, though, because when you're an original, people want to be like you. You feel me? And then a lot of people out here, they, they want to get a deal on it. So they'll take the, the Dollar Tree value, the Far Below value bougie, but they ain't ever going to get bougie bougie. One of one, J bougie. You feel what I'm saying? So the energy is always here. Always. J bougie. Here's the thing, though. You know, pro wrestling is a sport that has a story tradition that goes back hundreds of years. And it's a competitive sport that's supposed to happen in the confines of a ring. So the fact that you're going around smacking people up out back, outside, the fact that you say they got to check in like your trick check trick in. from Detroit or something like that. It's like I, I, I'm very concerned about I, and I listen, I'm not trying to disrespect nobody from the Bronx. I know how y'all get down down there, boogie down. I don't play games with people from the Bronx because, you know, I, I'm just a commentator. I, I'm, I'm just a podcaster. I, I'm not a tough guy. But I got to say, Jay Bougie, I, I'm very concerned that you are taking this thing beyond the sport of pro wrestling and are purposely trying to inflict pain and suffering on people, possibly extorting people, they got to check in. I mean, what does that really mean, Jane Bougie? Are you running in people's pockets out there? Wow, man. That's, man you got to ask, ask a couple of these questions. Like, you the feds or something. What's going on, man? What, 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 what type of establishment is this, man? Asking all, all, all these funny questions and all that. Listen, you feel me? If anybody who I don't approve of or who I ain't feeling on my people and family, you need to check in. I'm over here. I'm running this right now. No matter what you try to deny, no matter what other people you try and say it is, I'm running. You know why? Because everybody's watching what I'm doing. Everybody's watching what I'm doing. The numbers don't lie. The numbers are real high lately. Real, real high. So they watching. The eyes are all on me. But they think just because I'm just now seeing it, I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm acknowledging it. And I know you're watching. You can hide. You do all this type of stuff, but it ain't going to work. And so like, even for you, Duke, right? You from Boston, right? You from out there, you know what I mean? I'll come through Boston with my Yankee fitted on happily, easily, 
Ain't nobody going to do nothing. Ain't nobody going to say anything. Why? Because I'm Jay Bougie. You feel me? And, and ain't talking about extorting people. I'm not extorting people. I'm just letting people know what it is. I'm letting people understand what's in front of you. Understand that this is God-given talent. This is divine talent. This, this is something that you're not going to get ever again. I'm not watered down. I'm not corporate. I'm not any of these other things. I'm giving it to you real. I'm giving it to you raw. You feel me? And it's like, I'm not even trying to come up on you on, on, on some thug stuff or anything like that. But for one thing, for sure, you talk about pro wrestling, right? <clears throat> pro wrestling, you want to, people want to do everything inside of the ring. You feel me? They they, they want to do everything there, but it's like, it's on site, whether we in the ring or not. That's how I grew up. Because I ain't going to get caught slipping like like homeboy got caught slipping. I'm, I'm always on my toes. I'm always looking. I'm always lurking, seeing what's going on. I keep a temperature on everything. So it's not extortion. It's just more so taking advantage of the lack of knowledge and the ignorance of people. You understand what I'm saying? So, Duke, I advise you, the next time you ask some of these real funny questions, you take a moment, you think about it, and you think, would you ask that to me right in front of my face? You feel what I'm saying? All right, listen, I don't want any problems. I already said that. I'm not a tough guy. I'm just a podcaster, and my name ain't Vlad TV. So I'm not over here, you know, all these, <laughs> these things about I'm the feds or something like that. No, sir, I got no problems. I, I don't want any any kind of pop smoke over here, all right? Mm-hmm. And, and and for the record, I just want to put this out here. Even though I'm from Boston, I'm a Yankees fan. So please, hey, right. bougie, right. don't come down here and, and try to settle nothing with me. I'm cool, brother. Please, I don't no, need good. these you problems. Good. Okay. You good. Uh, you, listen, you you good with me. Okay. Thank goodness. Thank good. Well, Jay Bougie, why don't you let everybody know how they can follow you? Because I mean, legitimately, you you were like a a a walking, living, breathing world star hip hop video waiting to happen. I mean, at this point, people should just follow you around and record because there's no telling who's actually going to kick next. So why don't you let everybody know the best way they can keep up with you online? Listen, the the best way to keep up with me is I'm everywhere, J Bougie. Whether it's, I know Instagram, I have an underscore, so it's J-B-O-U-J-I-I. Twitter, just J Bougie. No underscore, no period, no nothing. I'm a little bit on TikTok now because, you know, I'm seeing, you know, I, 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 I got a lot of numbers with the ladies on there. So I'm going I'm to I'm tap in over there and see what's going on because, you know, everybody want a piece of Bougie. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. I got the finest tees out here. You know, the finest tees. You know, you did yourself a disservice not doing this on Zoom, getting to see this fine-ass T-shirt. But it's okay. I'm going to send you the link. Don't worry about it. But Jay Bougie's everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. I'm going to be coming to a town that's real, real, real soon and close to you. Everywhere. Just just keep your eyes out. And, and I'm going to put it out here, too, because I've been saying it a lot, and I've been saying this since I spoke to them. But keep your eyes out on that PWI, for sure. Like, that's my goal right now, PWI 500, because I believe – and from the bottom of my heart and with all my being that you cannot name 500 other people better than me. I mean, you know, we'll give the first one to 200 to the stars, the people that's on contract, you know, but that, they just place I haven't been yet. But everybody else that's out here when it comes to being original, when it comes to being role, when it comes to being real, there's no one out here that you can do that. And there's no one that's coming out here still in the show. Every time I'm on a card, no matter what number it is, it's the main event. Main event. Like you said, I'm a world star video waiting to happen. Your cameras need to be rolling. The flash need to be on. That red that red button need to be on. Need to be pressed. Need to be flickering. Everything. So yes, Jay Bougie going to be everywhere. Pro wrestling tees. Go get those t shirts, man. His name is Jay Bougie. He is not playing around. Listen, Jay Bougie. Before I let you go, I gotta ask, man. 
when can we expect some more music from you? Because when when you're not beating people up, I know that you you're in the booth. I know you're in the studio. You're mixing things up. You're putting some things together. Can we expect anything from Jay Bougie before the year is over? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually dropping a song next week. I'm just waiting for my cover art to come. It should be here tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm definitely having an album by the end of the year. Cause you feel me? I've only been uh, only been do, doing music for six months. I already dropped the EP. I did 500 in my first week. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like with numbers like that and with support like that, you know, you definitely got to keep going. Um, like I said, the, the name the name of the EP is Takeover. Uh, if you want to get uh, a more understanding of who I am, you know, beyond this whole marvelous beef I got going on and running up on people, that EP gives you a step-by-step from when I first started wrestling all the way up until now. So it's going to tell you exactly who I am and why I'm bougie now. So... <clears throat> Definitely something coming real soon. Check into the EP right now. Takeovers on all platforms. I'm dropping a new song next week for sure, and the album is absolutely coming out by the end of the year. Um, if I'm not in the ring, I'm in the studio. I'm dropping all these bars on them. I'm telling these stories. I'm painting a walkthrough of my life and what I'm doing inside and out the ring. No matter who your top guy is, no matter who's on that card, no matter what placement you put me, I am the main event. Jay Bougie is not a rising star. It's not the future. He is the now, and he is a star. And with all that being said, Duke, if you don't check in, you don't come see me, you will get slapped up and you will be on the next video of Bougie ran down on you in his Crocs. God bless. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>